Okay, so here's here's the issue. You've got a lot of kids, and they're all awake, and you want to keep them quiet. You let them all play video games for a little while to keep them occupied. The problem with that is they're all playing online. So I think our bandwidth uh, is just yeah. being completely sapped by... There's mm. probably one, two, three... There's probably four devices actively streaming gaming or TV shows at the moment. That'll do it, Tim. So that's probably That'll what's happening. It. And usually I'm recording later at night when everyone's in bed, or at least heading to bed. So I have all the bandwidth at my disposal. Also, you're you're one of these stubborn fellas who's like, I don't want to hardwire my stuff. No, Dude, I would no love wires. to hardwire. Do you know how hard it would be to get an Ethernet cable run from, let's see, it's probably about 50 feet away and on a different floor. Maybe not, maybe 30 feet away on a different floor. Just figure it out. Start drilling holes. Just start punching holes through walls, Tim, and run the wire through. It's fine. It's not okay. going to do it. Although, I have heard of... They have those little boosters where I could get it plugged into my wall up here, apparently, and it can help boost the signal. I don't know if those actually work well or not, though. I mean, I but. think it the bottom line, kind of like with an, um, you know, a wireless router or modem or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, going through walls and everything, it's still going to impede the connection a bit. So I think it's more or less the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, when we played yesterday, and I played uh, Sea of Thieves with Kyle and Jeff the other day, I have no connection issues. I mean, playing a game on really high settings and talking with them without any issue. So it's just interesting that Skype seems to have trouble. Maybe it's a Skype thing. I don't know. We're going to sue Skype. That's what I don't know, man. It could be because it's also trying to download your guys' information and upload mine to you. Maybe it's a, maybe Skype is more taxing. So who knows? I think we need to open a Patreon and people can just pay for our stuff is what needs to be done. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> That sounds good. You know, what's interesting, though, is we are clearly amateurs at this, right? We're not doing this professionally at all. And yet I've heard a lot of professional podcasts, even from big companies like IGN, that make millions mm. even just off of their shows. And their quality is oftentimes quite poor. And so yeah. it makes me feel a little bit better, at least, that I would say ours is on par or better than some of the shows I've heard over there. There's uh, One of my favorite shows over there is Game Scoop has been horribly, I think, impacted by doing remote podcasts because mm. they interrupt each other at awkward times it seems like there's no good rhythm to the conversation anymore because um, none of them are used to it and so you get a lot of people cutting each other off and then they all stop and go oh i oh, oh no i was gonna okay no you go ahead there's so much of that and i'm like yeah. you guys are supposed to be professionals well, why does this suck so bad well, they're not used to it if you're sitting in a room it's a little different you can you know immediately see, see somebody's mouth about to open and start saying a thing whereas like yeah. the connection could be off by a second and and I don't know. So yeah. So what I'm saying is, you guys need to both move to Colorado, and we can meet in person to do these things. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't like the cold, Tim. So that's. Whatever. You live in New England. It's way yeah, warmer I know. here I than New England. I hate it here. I don't know oh, why okay. my parents moved here back in the day. Like it's, I would have preferred Hawaii or something. It's way more pleasant than you would expect. I'm not in the mountains. I'm right beside the mountains. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, it must look nice, but it's still cold. It is right now. It is 33. But the next few days, it's going to be in the mid-50s, which is nice. There you go. 
All right. Well, that, what a weird intro. Uh, let's get into episode 52 of the Current Gen Podcast. Thank you for your patience, those of you who watch on YouTube and those of you who listen. I do appreciate it. My name's Tim here with Dan and Derek, and we just spent the last 25 minutes trying to figure out some tech issues. Yeah, so, you know, just right past the pleasantries, Tim. We don't have time for this. Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Pizza is knowledge. So let's go. Oh, man. So wise. So much wisdom. Hey, Derek, remember we used to wrap up some shows with wise words from Derek? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I basically just called people idiots. <laughs> we might have you come up with another wise words uh, outro. So be thinking of something as we talk here. Uh, I'll do hey, a rant thing. on being passive aggressive. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, get ready to do that. I do want to hear about that. One thing that we didn't do in our Game of the Year debates, we kind of planned on closing with it, but ran out of time. And we also didn't do it last week because I just flat out forgot. We had other stuff to talk about, too. And that is to talk about games we're most excited about for 2021. So, um, And it could just be off the top of your head. I mean, that's fine if it changes over time. But what are some of the games that you know of that are still yet to come out for the next 10 months? We're two months in to 2021. For what, it, what, for what we are aware of for the next 10 months... What are you most hyped about? What's your most anticipated? Dan, I'll start with you, because since you helped me, re- helped me remember to do this in the first place, I imagine you might have one or two that you were thinking of that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I jotted down five, actually. Well, All right, typed, let's hear typed down five, because who writes things it, with pens did anymore? Did you rank them in terms of most excited, or there's just five that you're excited about? Uh, yeah, I'd say most excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one, technically, we don't actually know, but you know what? I believe in my heart, truly, that it is coming out this year. Okay. I, I truly, I truly believe it in my heart, and I think that's Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> you really they, think it's coming out this year? Yeah, they said 2021. All right, didn't they? So here's here's the reason, and I could be wrong because obviously this whole stupid pandemic threw everything through a loop last year, and it's still kind of like trailing into this year, of course. Um, so it could easily change, absolutely. Um, but uh, if the team that does 14, I mean, they do an MMO. They are kind of on a strict schedule with their MMO releasing content, um, expansion, so on and so forth. So those are the guys working on this game, or some of them. I'm, I'm sure this helped from other um, their other teams uh, within the company. So I feel like they kind of have a good um, uh, mindset with that, worth a work ethic, and kind of getting timing down. So I and and plus the first trailer that we saw, like there was English VO. They showed combat, like mm. the actual cutscenes, like were like done you know i'm sure they're still sprucing to be done because visually it's not like totally up to snuff um but i just i think that a lot of the game is done i think actually at some point they even threw out a percentage of like how much work they've done so and it it was a fairly high number um so yeah i I think there's a good chance for it can it definitely slip into 2022 absolutely but yeah um but yeah but then number two resident evil village of course yeah so that that is fairly soon ish um, Little Devil Inside. I'm actually very excited for that. They didn't show a lot during that uh, PlayStation Showcase, but apparently they had announced it a couple of years prior to that. And I just think it looks really cool. Um, it and does. I think there's um, some cool potential there. So, um, yeah, Ghostwire. The rumors are July for that one, right? That's the rumor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, okay. yeah. Um, so hopefully that sticks because I know they've been working on that for a while. The rumors for that Kenna Bridge of Spirits was like March or April, and that ended up being in August. So who knows yeah. if Little Devil Inside will actually arrive yeah. in exactly. July. Yeah. Um, so Ghostwire Tokyo. After that, um, the guys that did Evil Within, I, I like both of those. I actually like the second one a bit more, to be honest with you. Um, I know a lot of people like the first one more because it's a little more um, 
akin to kind of older horror, but okay. I liked the second one more. And then Kenna Bridges of Spirits. I think that just looks pretty fun. Looks awesome. Yeah. 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 That looks like a Pixar game, right? Right, Jeff? Maybe? <laughs> it truly does. I watched the trailer again yesterday. And it really, that one really does look like a DreamWorks or Pixar high, really high quality movie. Okay, so I'm um, actually correct this time, is what you're saying? I think so. I'll give it to you, I'll get, <laughs> especially since you're being patient with all my technical difficulties today. Thanks. Uh, I'll give that one to you. You know, it's interesting. I, I share at least one of those. So Kenna's on my list. It's a little lower on the list because it's a new IP. I don't know what to expect. It could end up being pretty mediocre. It's hard to say. But visually and conceptually, I'm in. It's. I think it's going to be a forty dollar game. So it's not. Yeah. I'm not expecting a full AAA experience, but if I can get a good, you know, seven to eight hour single player adventure out of it and it looks really good, that's great. You know, and if it's more than that, even better. So um, we'll see what happens with that one. That one's at the bottom of the list, though. And I know it already came out, but Hitman 3 was certainly on my mm-hmm. list to start the year. And I can yeah. already tell you, since I've played a, the heck out of that game, um, that delivered so that one was anticipated and delivered as far as games that haven't come out yet other than kenna um monster hunter rise is right up there for me it's probably at the very top at the moment it's right around the corner which is cool it's coming out the end of this month um and it just looks really really good i i am a little bit nervous that i'm not going to enjoy the monster hunter experience on the switch as much i feel like i'm just going to wish it would be on a bigger console and, and look nicer but I think I'll probably let that go pretty early on and just get sucked into the the whole rhythm of monster hunting. So I'm excited for that one. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really really good. And then the other two that I had on back, kind of on the back burner, that I'm kind of like you when you mentioned Final Fantasy 16. I don't know that these are coming this year, but if they end up getting 2021 release dates, they jump to the top of the list like in a dead heat tie. And that's Horizon 2 and God of War 2. I know yes. that's pretty basic, bro, of me, but uh, those are the two that I so basic. I, it's very basic, but those are the two that I'm most excited about. I mean, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say God of War 2. I feel like there's so much that I want to find out what happens next, and I loved the way it ended with a bit of, not not really a cliffhanger, but more of a, they open the door to the next chapter, and then... Mm, and then Literally. Yeah, and that so it's the game has a nice, solid like conclusion to it, but then they definitely open the door to what's going to happen next, and so... But we we haven't seen anything from that other than a title screen... I'd be shocked if God of War 2 comes out in 2021. Now, Horizon 2, I do think, will come this holiday if I had to if I had to mm. guess. But God of War Ragnarok, because that's the um, the uh, whatever you want to call it. Well, they said Ragnarok is coming, but they haven't officially given it that title. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, yeah, it, they'd be miss that'd be a missed opportunity because then, like, calling it Ragnarok, there's just so much that could be involved in that that will Correct. just be so badass. So I totally agree. I think yeah. they should call it that. But I'm not necessarily convinced that they're that they're going to. And kind of an honorable mention, I am excited for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart in June. Mm. That should be a fun, fun summer game. So there you go. There's mine. Derek, what are you excited about for 2021? Or are there anything? Are there any games? I know you mentioned. Hey, games aren't doing it for me this year. I'm I'm maturing or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'll start with what doesn't have a release date. Um, but I think will come and that's so i'm gonna leave god of war out because i've never thought that was coming um i will definitely say horizon i do think that's gonna be the fall blockbuster for the ps5 that would probably be my number one once that gets announced um halo infinite uh is another one i'm really excited especially with the 
I don't know if they're leaked screenshots or if they yeah. were actually legit release, but there's been some updated screenshots and the game looks great. Um, again, those are screenshots. Agreed. Gotham Knights. Uh, I'm real excited about the potential for that game. And then I would say Elden Rings. I don't know anything about it. Elden Ring. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but I know who's making it. So that automatically puts it high on my list. So those are the ones without a release date. Um, the ones with a release date, I would say definitely, is it Kenya? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that new trailer, um, I was already hyped for the game, but that new trailer took it to a next level. Yeah. I'm completely okay with it not being a full $60, $70 purchase because I'm guessing they're doing this based off of how long the game is. So like Tim said, if it's six to eight hours, if it's like an Ori experience, mm. I'm 100% on board. And it I'll looks gorgeous too. Like that game yeah. looks really good. I didn't know it was 40 until I just checked the PlayStation store like yesterday. I was just scrolling through. I was yeah. like, oh, this is 40? Like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. And even though this is a re-release, I have... I've been PC gaming for a few years, and these are three games that I immediately bought on my PC because I wanted 4K graphics, and unfortunately, I discovered that you can't play it with a controller on PC. You're stuck with mouse and keyboard unless you do stupid crap to rig your PC to be able to play with a uh, controller, which I don't do, and that is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, yeah. Oh, Finally play it on a PC. I have the RTX 3090, so I'm going to alter that crap up and play it in 4K with a controller and all the little tech that they add onto it because they are improving the overall experience. Well, they are going to stop focusing in on rear end so much during cutscenes. Are you okay with that? Well, considering I'm the guy who plays, like, what is it, near, and all I do is upskirts, I am disappointed. <laughs> I will see if I can manipulate the camera. Okay, all right, good. As long as, as long as you figure out a way to get around it. Hack, okay. hack the planet, Derek. Hack the planet. <laughs> yeah, that might be worth hacking on my PC for. Um, and then the other, the other two were um, Outriders, which I will do a preview of that later because I've put about 10 hours into the demo. I've played it on all platforms. Mostly on PC and Xbox, but I did get through half the demo on PS5 as well. Um, and so then, that one's still an anticipated one for you, even after playing the demo. So that says a lot right there. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but I, I have some fair opinions on it, and I'll, I'll definitely go okay. go over that. And you then and, you and Sasan are gonna co-op that together, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he's so great. I I love that guy. He's a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> And then uh, my number one is that has a release date is Resident Evil Village. Okay. Everything they've shown has been spectacular. And I think the thing that I was most excited for was the fact that it did catch me off guard with how quickly it's coming. Like, I was not expecting it to be a May game. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that I I am actually excited for that one because I did enjoy Seven. And, uh, I know that I wasn't a big fan of the remakes like you guys are. I'm sorry. I don't have the nostalgia for those games like you do. But that being said, did enjoy 7. 100% plan on playing 8. And I am excited for that one too. Well, it's a cool um, combination of like Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 4, and like 
the yeah. style of seven, like you know, first person. I'm just person. excited. Tim and I can start game sharing again, so we can start splitting the costs of all these games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that is one that I'll split with you. I mean, there are sometimes when you want to get certain games, and I'm sure it's the same way with me. When I'm like, "Hey, Derek, I'm gonna get the latest indie game that's gonna make you cry. You want to split it?" And you're like, "I don't want to be your friend anymore." Is what <laughs> so I so indie and makes you cry? Oh man, that's. Hey, I bought an indie game this week. What did I buy? That Curse of the Dead Gods. Oh, that's right. Ah. Yeah, and you recommended it. Box. Yeah. Huh? You recommended it. I do it to recommend me. it. I didn't play. I only played 30 minutes. I yeah. went through. They have like a like a first level, and then I guess after you beat that level, so it's supposed to be kind of the easy level. After you beat that, then you you learn the systems, and then you get into the real game, as far okay. as I can tell okay. um, from the review I watched. I got all the way to the what I believe is the end boss, and makes sense that it was the end boss, but the mechanic that's different from Hades is as you go through the world or this level, you get cursed. Now, I don't understand the whole how the whole curse thing works. I'll have to actually read. That was my problem. I didn't read. I was just like, okay, shut up. I, I will have to actually read. So See, Dan, I think he read. might like Valheim. He doesn't have to pay attention to any story <laughs> at all. But the, it's so, not 4K visuals, Tim. It's not 4K that's, visuals. That's true. That's, that's true. Screw that trash. And then I, I got to the end boss, but I was fully cursed, which means once you're fully cursed, at least on my playthrough, your life bar drains. And you don't, like, pick up health, like, while you're fighting the boss. Like, uh, as you're, you were on a timer, it's going to Yeah, end. I was on, like, a 30-second timer. I was like, thanks, <laughs> hey, game. So, obviously, the game was trying to show you that, hey, dummy, you don't want to get fully cursed. It's okay if you get a little cursed. Don't get fully cursed because you make the game impossible. Um, don't but, you usually finish in 30 seconds anyways? Oh, boy. There it is. Oh, well, you might want to ask some of my boyfriends. <laughs> um, All right. I'll am Sasan. <laughs> But uh, I would say uh, my feedback is positive. Okay, cool. Um, it, it's a very good game. It takes a little while to learn the controls, but there's a lot, like a lot that's very similar to Hades. Like if you like Hades, I, do I like really Hades. don't see how you can play this game and be like, oh, it's trash. It, it reviewed well because there's so many similarities to Hades, but it's distinct enough that you're getting your own experience, like a different experience. I don't know. I stand corrected. Derek does love indies. All right. We know that now. We know that. I mean, I like ones that I pay $8 for, so I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get through a few headlines here before we talk about a couple of the games that we're playing. And also, there's a big chunk of the headlines that I want to spend talking about Sony's recent state of play. So I want Dan to take us through those announcements. Um, before you do that, can you tell us if you're still mad at Nintendo? Um... <laughs> Okay, so after watching, update, this, after watching this, after watching the worried. state of play, I know, I know, everyone's worried. Uh, every, everyone, um, I've, I've let a lot of it go. Mm. Um, I'm not. It's not so much that I'm mad at them. It's more that I am. Disappointed. I'm, I'm very disappointed. You know, <laughs> I really. Am. I'm like a dad who's. So you're disappointed not only a father to me. You're a father to Nintendo. I really am. I am I'm Nintendo's very dad. Disappointed in you, Nintendo. Yeah. I wonder if Miyamoto cares though. We should. We should figure that out. I don't think he does. And you know what it is? As I looked at their slate of releases that are coming out, and now one of the announcements we'll get to is they're remaking some Pokemon games too. Oh, yeah. They've almost kind of announced all their major franchises that are going to hit in 2021. Like, I think we have a pretty good idea of what's going to land for them the rest of the year outside of some out-of-nowhere surprise, which would be great if they surprised us. I don't think they're going to... 
think what you see right now is pretty much the slate of games you're getting from them in 2021. And yeah, I'm disappointed. And it doesn't have to be Mario or Zelda or Metroid. It doesn't. I, I wanted any of the other follow-ups, like even a Mario plus Rabbids. Like I was hoping for some kind of, this is why you own a Switch. It's not just to play you know, remakes of DS and Wii U games. It's it's for more than that. And so I was hoping for something more. I know there is there are some good things. I think Mario Golf was is a cool announcement, not a great trailer. I think they should have shown a different course or really take, I don't know. There was something about it that didn't get me excited. But again, I'm sure that game will be fun. It's just, um, so the more I thought about it, the more I was like, listen, this wasn't the worst direct they've ever done, but in context of a year and a half went by and this is what you have to show, still think it's disappointing. But yeah, uh, State of Play had its own disappointments, but I thought overall went a little bit better. We'll talk about that when Dan uh, walks us the through la- it. The last thing that they announced redeemed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. So um, I know it did for you at least. Yeah. Um, all right, so a couple general announcements I thought were interesting. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two is coming to next gen consoles with PS5 and the Series S and X, and it is also coming to the Switch, which I think will be a a pretty good fit if they can make the port run smoothly. I know the resolution will be lower, but um, if it can run smoothly, I feel like that arcade skateboarding style game works well on the handheld. If they can pull it off. So that'll be cool. That comes out in May. I can't remember. There was It's coming out this spring. I forget mm. the date. Um, another general announcement. We'll talk about this later. Dan and I have been playing a lot of it. And that's, or at least I've been playing a lot of it. Dan's played some. I don't know how much you've played. Um, Valheim, though is uh, the new big thing in gaming right now. It's cl- I would say it's getting pretty close to being a phenomenon. It's over 4 million copies sold in less than three yeah. weeks. That's crazy. And that's, that's just early access sales. I mean, they basically put it up on early access. They admitted, like, this was just to help us sustain the effort to finish the game yeah. because we needed, an, we needed some cash flow. Yep. So they put it up in early access, and it just caught fire. And it yeah. is, it, it's crazy because survival games don't usually catch fire like this, but this one is very accessible compared to stuff like Rust and other survival games that were popular and still are popular. Um, this one's way more accessible. It's very intuitive and, um, and it can run on most systems because it's not super taxing. So, uh, and it's crazy. Four million is, is nuts. And I looked it up and I don't know how accurate this is. So Wikipedia has this. Sorry if this is inaccurate, but... I was just looking at all-time best-selling PC games to get an idea of where does 4 million land it. And if this list was correct, this is around 35th all-time best-selling PC game. If Again, mm. if this list is correct. Mm. And it's already yeah. halfway to where games like Rust, which have been out for, what, like seven or eight years, it's already game. halfway to sales. Minecraft, you know? It won't come close to Minecraft or... No, but or, I'm saying that's, you know, it's that yeah. kind of style of game and it's sold yep. a lot. So if it keeps yep. going for as long as Minecraft, then, you know... Yep. Yeah. So good for good for them for that success. I mean, that's kind of lucky too. Like you can't really make something go viral and catch no. fire like that. So it's lightning in a bottle. That it, it just is. it just happened to happen, and good for them. You know. Yep. So yeah. You know what's funny is it was topping the sales charts on Steam throughout their entire Lunar New Year sale, and it wasn't even on sale. So nice. usually it's one of their big discounts that's at the top of the charts during sales, and this one was yep. above all those at the full price of I think it's twenty bucks to get the. Yeah, the game. So anyway, we'll talk more about Valheim shortly. Games with gold for March are going to be Warface Breakout, V A L A, Vicious Attack, Llama Apocalypse, <laughs> Metal Slug Three, and Port Royale Three. I mean, are they even trying anymore with these games with gold? 
I mean, come on, v- uh, vicious attacking llamas, Tim. That sounds like that sounds goaty to me. Dude, when you match those March games up to the PlayStation Plus games for March, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. It was a bad <laughs> effort this month, I think. But there you go. Those are your uh, games with gold games. Um, we talked about Skyward Sword last time, and I'm not. My expectations for enjoying this game are quite low. So if I end up loving Skyward Sword when it comes out in July, awesome. I'll be very excited if it if it delivers and I enjoy it. I'm not expecting to, though. I'm not expecting to like the fighting controls. Because I don't want to do motion controls, and I don't think controlling the sword with your right stick is going to be fun. That's just my, my take on it, based on what I've seen of it. But we'll see. But it doesn't really matter what I think, or if Tim's mad at Nintendo like an angry dad. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Because right after it being announced, it was Amazon's top-selling Switch game. And I think it still is at the moment. Um, and that says a lot because Switch games sell yeah. like crazy uh, on Amazon. So people are buying it and they're spending 60 bucks. If anybody's first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild, like maybe some some younger kids, um, they're just probably seeing Zelda and they're like, Mom, Dad, Zelda, I love Breath of the Wild. So they're going to be like shocked. <laughs> That'll be a disappointment for everybody. Yeah. A um, couple of the Nintendo things. And I... This is another reason why I'm kind of disappointed in their in their direct. They had other major franchises they could announce stuff about. Like they could have put this Pokemon Legends Arceus announcement in the Nintendo Direct. And I understand you might say, well, they they didn't because it's big enough to stand on its own. Fair enough. But yeah. if they had added that into the direct, that is a huge franchise announcement exclusive for Switch. It's an open world RPG approach to Pokemon. Uh, that everyone who is a Pokemon fan has been wanting for a long time. I, I don't know. I'm a little confused as to why they did I, this outside of the fact that Pokemon is a big enough brand that it yeah. doesn't need direct. Well, it's it's definitely that, and then also it was it's the 25th an- uh, year anniversary, so I think it's yeah. a little bit of that also. But Nintendo direct like has gotten their own directs for a while now, so I, I think that makes complete sense to be honest with you. Yeah, I think they could have really won over some folks who thought the direct was a little lackluster. Um, by adding something like this. Here's a brand new take on a beloved franchise, but whatever, it's still coming. And can, we, um, can we? Can I just mention that, like, so the, the Pokemon Direct was 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. The first five minutes and, like, X amount of seconds was just them doing that stupid, like, showing the history of Pokemon and doing hashtag, like, anime, hashtag this, hashtag... Like, for five minutes. Yeah. One-fourth of the whole freaking thing was just... It's like, dude, cut that in half. Like, what are you doing? Like, I get it's a celebration, but, like, that wasn't even, like, a good way to do it. And, like, it was cutting so fast. It was actually disorienting for, like, a, I a, a moment. I totally like, agree. That's why I don't think it needed its own little presentation. Because I didn't think the yeah. presentation was all that great. And really only had two announcements, significant ones, but only yeah. two real announcements of consequence. One was this new game, Pokemon Legends Arceus, coming out early next year. It's a very new take on the Pokemon franchise. And then the other one is the remakes of Diamond and Pearl called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out uh, later this year. Probably holiday games, I'm guessing, for the Switch, which makes sense. Right. They, those games sell like gangbusters around holiday season. So um, so to me, those make sense. And since there's only two announcements, that's, again, why I think they would have made sense in the, ma- in the main direct. They didn't need their own thing. But again, like you said, they wanted to do a special yeah. anniversary thing for Pokemon. That's That's their call. So... Uh, all right, that's all the Nintendo stuff. We'll jump over to Sony, and I do want to mention a couple things I thought were interesting from this interview. Um, I forget who the interview was we've been with, but there was an interview that came out last week uh, with a Sony exec, and he revealed a couple things. One of them was the next-gen VR is coming out to PS5, 
Definitely not this year. That's all they said. But it's going to be their next-gen VR experience. It's going to have better field of view, higher resolution. They already have planned a single-cord connection, so you don't have all the connections you had before. Mm-hmm. And they're also developing a brand-new controller just for VR, which is kind of interesting. So curious for you two guys. You're going to jump either jump in for the first time or jump back into VR with this, or has that ship sailed for you? I mean, Derek, you at least had the first one. I didn't. I didn't end up buying it at all. So, oh, I had the first one and I barely used it. And then I obviously have uh, the Oculus. Not what is it? I mean, the Quest. Quest. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, VR is cool for like two seconds. They would have to show me like a game that blows me away. That they. I've said this before when we've talked about VR. I want VR to use controller experiences. So if they're releasing a new controller that you can actually play a VR game sitting down using the controller with the headset on where your head and movement is the camera, but you're controlling it like you normally control a game, that's when I'm on board. When they can create like an RPG or a shooter or something that feels like... I'm playing a normal game, it's just now I have a VR headset on it, then I'll be on board. But if it's going to be these little lame experiences like they've been doing, even the one I got on Quest, that RPG one I liked, and I did like it. It was like a full-on RPG. Kind of like um, Elder Scrolls almost, right? Yeah, but it was still kind of a pain because it still had some gimmicky like, here, you got to move your arms this way to pull the sword out and all this stuff. It was still gimmicky like that. Yeah, you can have that in the game, but also give people like me the option of going. No, he doesn't want the gimmicky crap. He just wants to use a controller, but be in the experience. Yeah, I, gotcha. I think. Um, I think with like VR, like because what we're seeing is modern looking. Obviously, like the actual fidelity isn't like 4K, for example. Like it's not sharp, um, but it's like 3D models, so on and so forth. But the technology is almost like going back to like Atari. Like, it's yeah. the beginning, you know, it's the birth of VR gaming, so to speak. So, like, yeah. that that tech stuff isn't quite there yet. It's trying to catch up to the visuals, which the visuals are trying to look like games of today. But, you know, so I, I think that's kind of what the issue is, you know. And it's going to take a while for it to be something where you can look in a direction and it, you know, you don't have to use a stick, like you're saying, to, like, move the camera around and, and pick, like, a spot to, like, teleport to, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I just still also think, yes, it's the tech, but I also think it was the whole... I think they were trying to be gimmicky. I think they were trying to create a different experience. Yeah. And it, I'm not going to say it backfired. There's a lot of people that like it. Like, what was that big game, the Half-Life one? Uh, yeah. Half-Life Alex. plays like a VR game, and people yeah. absolutely love it. They rant and rave over how uh, great the, the, the overall experience is, and it plays like a VR game. But for me personally... I want it to play like regular games, but you're you're in the experience VR. That well, only they, PSVR delivered on a couple of games like that early on with Moss and Astrobot, uh, Rescue Mission, um, and those were really solid platforming action adventure games. They did a really good job with those. Those those were quite good, um, but they weren't. It wasn't necessarily I have to have VR to experience this. They included some cool VR stuff in those games. But you didn't, I mean, as we saw with Astrobot's Playroom with PS5, they're more than capable of creating a great Astrobot game that has nothing to do with VR. So, yeah. 
um, it didn't really need it. So I think that's kind of your point, too, is it was just a little gimmicky. It's like, here's another way to play it. And it's like, okay, but I didn't really need to play it this way. So yeah. anyway. Um, and it brought, by the way, Astrobot's rescue mission, if they had just done a really high-res, beautiful version of that game on a normal screen, that game would have gotten a lot more accolades than it got because more people would have played it. It's a really charming, awesome little platforming game that most people missed because it was only on VR. So Yeah. Anyway, um, Gran Turismo 7 isn't expected until next year, but that's no surprise. No one, I don't think anyone expected it to come out anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Ratchet & Clank 2016 version is going to be free this whole month of March, so go grab that if you haven't yet. If you have a PS5, you get it for free anyway with their PS Plus. If you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you can. that's one of the games you can get for free, I think. Um, but anyway, everyone who owns a PS4 or PS5. Actually, this Ratchet it has nothing to do with PS Plus. It's just is, it's it's that little, this, little thing they've been doing during the pandemic. They're right. Just giving, this one is, but it was already in the PS Plus collection. Oh, I, I see think. what you're saying. You know the collection that PS5 owners can play PS4 yeah. classics on. Yeah. So anyway, but now it's free for everybody for this month. You're right, regardless of subscription status to anything. So that's cool. Um, and this was interesting, and I'm curious what you think about this, especially Derek, uh, being a PC man with your new 3090. Um, the Sony's going to release quote, a whole slate of their exclusives on PC in the future, starting with Days Gone this spring. Uh, what do you take that statement to mean? A whole slate of our previously, you know, totally exclusive games coming to PC. I think they were I think they were testing the waters with Horizon Zero Dawn. And even Death, I think you could throw Death Stranding in there too. Like on how well they can these over and how much money they make off of them yeah and i think they've done quite well they did a great job porting death stranding tim got to play it as well a little bit it's gorgeous games looks amazing runs amazing i think i oh i made a post in the group i never talked about it on the show i'll just say it real quick with my rtx 3090 it doesn't even need dlss it runs that game at 120 frames per second without yeah. dlss Thing. With DLSS, it goes up to like 150, 160, or something like that. Jeez. What's Which the point at that point? Is <laughs> <laughs> that almost look like it's like you're fast forwarding something? Like how does... Yeah. For it's real. Just, it's got an unreal. I know people, I, I talk to, you know, I have private chats where like anything above 60, I don't see the difference and I respect people's opinion, but it's kind of the same thing with uh, console gamers when PC Master Race like me would come in and be like, I play at 60 frames per second, you play at 30. I'm not making this up. Every one of them were like, 30 frames per second is fine. 30 frames per second is good. I like it. I can't play at 60. Now that these new consoles are at 60, I have seen so many posts where like, I can't go back to 30 frames per second. I mean, this is why I mock console <laughs> gamers because they they have such a stick up their ass about PC Master Race they don't realize they regurgitate everything PC Master Race has said. They just do it five years later. You're late for the game. You're old news. You're stupid. My point I'm doing the, the same reason thing I went with on my 1080p is, going to 4K. They said the same thing. Like, I can't even notice the difference. Like, I mean, 1080p looks fine. I, yeah, I had a guy tell me that on PC, 1440p and 4K are the same. 4K is a lie. I'm like, you're so I, dumb. I, I straight up. up said when we were talking about the first PS5 games, I was like, yeah, Derek's been right this whole time. Like, 60 <laughs> frames is awesome. Like, yeah. It's absolutely it's, amazing. But I will say this. The jump from 30 to 60, definitely major. Yes. But I am playing consistently. What's the game I'm playing? Oh, Outriders. I've played that on PC. 
I'm over everything maxed out. I'm over 100 frames per second in the game. I can see the difference from over 100 to 60. Yeah. It is it a huge change? No, but you can see it with the way the camera moves. Mm. I'll give you an example. If you've played any Assassin's Creed game, when you get on top of a, a perch or whatever and you do that synchronizing section, yeah. if you're playing on a normal console that's under 60 frames per second, the synchronizing skips. If you watch it, it skips. It cannot run the data, process the data without skipping. When I used to play Assassin's Creed games, I thought that was intentionally done because they were like trying to like slow down and make it like it's fragmenting while it's synchronizing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I played Valhalla. It does not skip at all. It does a smooth circle, and you see everything. It, that's the that's the difference. You see all the smoothness. So, well, Derek, I can confirm that too because I'm pretty sure the Xbox One X plays Sea of Thieves at 60 frames per second like everything i've read says that i don't i don't don't get a counter on my console to look but it runs pretty smoothly i run it on my pc and it oftentimes goes above 100 i can it can fluctuate depending on what i'm doing it goes as low as 70 but it goes over 100 and i'm noticing a difference the smoothness of just the way it feels the way the ships move the way the water moves the way like you said as you spin to look at the horizon it's not like it's stuttery and bad on this on the Xbox One X at all. It's not. It still no. looks really nice. But once you once you play it at the higher frames per second, and then you go back and play the lower, that's when you notice it. That's when it really uh, jumps that's out. That's why you. PC Master Race exists, and that's what I've tried to explain to people, and they don't get it. Is once you see something or experience something, yes. you cannot unsee it. You cannot unexperience it. And if you've never seen it or experienced it. You just assume these people are like making it up or exaggerating or you don't need it. But then once you experience, you're like, I can't go back. Well, yeah, yeah. we've been saying that for five years. So, you, I mean, you have to see it. It's not something you just hear somebody say and you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, like, but I'm saying I'm talking to the attitude. A lot of it's they sure. they, they assume but, it's an attitude. I, I say anything. I, I went on a, on a post and unlocked. It was talking about the Metro exodus update for series x it sounds very impressive on paper they're like we're gonna run it at 4k 60 frames per second ray tracing the only thing i said i wasn't arrogant i just said this this has to be somewhat false advertising because there's no way they're doing all these things on xbox series x my pc my high-end pc can't do all those things now my rtx 3090 can but my my 2070 which was a nice graphics card it was not doing that. Even yeah. with DLSS, it was barely getting above 30 frames per second at native 4K yeah. with ray tracing activated at all. That game is super intense. Agreed. But I got people jumping in like without context. Yeah, you're showing your PC Master Race. I'm like, no, I'm just saying that this is false advertising. Like They're trying to make you believe they're doing all these things. I guarantee they're only doing like maybe one of those things at one time. Like they can't yeah. do all of them. Also, your response to those comments should just start being like, "Yeah, no, you're right. I am showing that. It's true. <laughs> you are correct." Um, all right, so there's a Twisted Metal TV show in development. So you guys thought Twisted Metal was dead. It's not. They're making a TV show. Uh, it's I mean, not. We'll it's see. Not, it might be dead as a video game, and we'll see yeah. about. The TV I mean, show. 
you guys have no idea how bad I want the Twisted Metal franchise to come back. Like, I'm glad well, maybe they a got a TV show. show will help. Maybe. But I want a game. I want a I mean, game. You know who's um, helping to make it happen is Will Arnett. He's executive producing it, and he's rumored to potentially do a voice, maybe of Sweet Tooth. They're not sure. sure. Um, but if you've heard Will Arnett's, Will Arnett's work, you know he's got pretty awesome range of stuff he can do vocally so if he does the voice I, I have full confidence he would do a good job i mean he does batman and he did lots of other st- if you look yeah. at his imdb page he's done a ton of different characters and and he can be funny but he can also be serious so it should be interesting what's interesting to me is that it's being produced and written by a combination of cobra kai deadpool and Zombieland producers and writers mm-hmm. so interesting combination of folks who i think are the right folks you got cobra kai who can bring that that kind of fun, nostalgic. and we know something cheesy and nostalgic, but we can make it still fun now. It doesn't have to be painfully cheesy. It can be like a good throwback while being cool and new. And then Deadpool and Zombieland, they know how to take something that's ultra-violent and kind of crazy and make it really fun. So that's my hope, is that they can if, deliver. But if Jaffe's going to have any say in it. I had uh, article not. that I was reading didn't say anything about him, so who knows? Probably yeah. not. I'm a big Jaffe fan. I think he's crazy and stupid, but I just love that guy. He's created some of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, between I really this wish come and back. Last of Us TV show and an Uncharted movie. I mean, Sony's getting all kinds of big screen and small screen versions of their video games arriving in the near we'll future. Well, I, we'll never, I never answered yeah. your question. I went on my rant. I'm sorry. Am I excited about... Sony bringing it over, and what does it mean? Yes, yeah. I'm very excited. I was just trying to say they're testing the waters. They did a good job. Oh, for PC games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Death Stranding. They did a terrible job with Horizon Zero Dawn. Well, I still well, have issues. Well, let me ask Even you this with thing. my RTX 3090, the game actually, lo- I'm not exaggerating, looks different with my RTX 3090. I put everything on Ultra, put it on, I was like, my God, this looks amazing, but it stutters. Like, I'm running through any part of the level, and it stutters. I'm like, how? I have an RTX 3090, and I've uninstalled and installed this game. How is this game stuttering? To me, it's just optimized poorly. So, Are you using a controller? What else to do? Hmm? Are you using a controller? Yeah. And is it connected via Bluetooth? No, I, I hard connect Okay, it. then yeah, then I don't know. That's That's been an issue for me is if I do Bluetooth connection. I will check. Some games can't handle it. I was wired at first. I have to... Re- go back and I'll, I'll wire and check yeah. if on the 3090 I did at that point because I have switched now to wireless. Yeah. I don't remember if I did it. It then. might not but do when anything. I was playing on my 2070, ha- I was plugged in, yeah. That that happened to me with Valhalla where I was getting, it looked great. I could tell the frames per second were high, but then it kept dipping every like 30 seconds. It, the frames per second would dip down to like 10. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it's So better, as soon yeah. as I just plugged in the wired controller, boom, smoothed right out. But anyway. I'll try. It's still um, dumb that I would have to do that, and I'm not having to do it with any other game. I know. I know. I, don't I know. will buy, just so you all know, I, I love Days Gone. I beat it twice on the PS4. Yeah. I will be buying it. I know it looks great on the PS5. It does. But, again, with my high-end graphics card, I oh, want great. everything above 100 frames per second if I can get it. So what I will buy Days is, Gone. What I do you think is the next game? Um, what's the next PC game Sony brings over? War, I think right? they'll. I think they'll do God of War. Yeah, I think they would do Bloodborne. 
Bloodborne I mean, gotta come. They seem to yeah. not be touching Bloodborne though. Like people are like, all right, PS5. You're, I think you're... they're capitalizing on Bloodborne. I think you're gonna get a PS5 release. I don't think they're gonna just unlock 60 frames per second. Well, I think it'll be like a definitive or classic edition yeah, or whatever. I think whatever, they're game gonna of the do edition. something where they get some type of money out where it's got ray tracing. Yeah. 4K 4K textures. And we might see that at E3 this year. Yeah. Um, they did just update. God of War for PS5, so that would be more likely to be the next one than I think, because they're already doing the work right. for PS5 to I think kind of God of War is next. I think you're right. I think those are the two that came to mind for me. It was Bloodborne and God of War. Seem like like no-brainers. I think stuff like Last of Us could come over, but I think those are that's a long shot compared to God of War and Bloodborne. Um, I don't see them bringing Uncharted for some reason, but I feel like Last of Us 1 and 2 they could bring. I don't know why. I think the Last mm. of Us will come... Maybe six months to a year after we get the PS5 update. Okay. Yeah. We are getting. Yep. I think it's a free update where they're doing 4K 60 with ray tracing. What I don't think is going to happen is I don't think they'll ever simultaneously release uh, PC and PS5. You know, future brand new games. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. But um, like they won't pull Microsoft and release it on those multiple platforms all at once. They still want it on their console first, at least for a year, probably a few years, but. Um, I still think it's cool that they're doing that. There are some PC gamers who What's have missed out. What's y'all's opinion on, on that, though? Do you? I will say they get money from me personally because if they did, if they ever announced every PS5 exclusive is coming to PC day one, I don't have a reason to own a PS5 then. Well, I didn't. Well, that's the thing because they they definitely their perspective on that is much different than Microsoft's. They care about their consoles more. They do. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it was day and date. I don't know, like, I guess they're still making money, right? Because, like, then those people that weren't buying it on PS5 are buying it on PC. They're still getting the money for the game. But then, yeah, then you're potentially losing sales on the consoles. Console. So that's why I think they'd want to stagger it for sure. I don't see it being day and day. I I don't think they'll ever do day Now, okay, I shouldn't say, I actually think there will be some cases where it may be a smaller game Mm. or something like that. Or maybe like a definitive edition of something. Like if they do definitive edition of Bloodborne with all the DLC and they've upresed it to modern graphics and 4K 60 FPS, whatever. They they upres everything. I could see that being PS5 and PC day and date because it's a re-release of a classic. I don't see them doing that with you know God of War 2 or you know Ragnarok, whatever it's going to be called. So we'll see. It's it's still cool that, to know that there's potential of Sony exclusives coming to PC because then. PC gamers get a chance to play them. And honestly, Derek, for being honest, you and I are going to buy them on both consoles. That's just how we do it. Uh, at some point, one of us will buy it on both. Well, it's that's just... why I was saying, and I'm not saying everybody's like me because I'm I'm rare. I'm unique. But I would say yes. you are definitely <laughs> getting more money out of people like me who will buy it on PS5 day one. And I will 100% buy most of them, not all of them. Like Death Stranding, I didn't buy right away. I waited until it was like 15, 20 bucks, and then I was like, yeah, I want to see what this looks like. I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah. I'm not going to beat it on PC, but I want to I want to own it on the best hardware, and I want to see what it looks like. And it was worth the money just to play it for a couple hours and be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Crazy. It's gorgeous. All right, well, Dan, we had a uh, state of play mm-hmm. hit on February 25th, so this past week. We got some updates from Sony on a number of different things, a couple of announcements, but I'll let you walk us through it, and then we can all give our thoughts overall if we thought it was a good or bad showing, but go ahead. I mean, 
absolutely much better than the direct Nintendo Direct for sure. Just absolutely, just superb, exceeded expectations. Um, so uh, not Sasan, uh, Gaston, <laughs> obviously, just real excited right out the gate, right? Just Crash Bandicoot Four, PS Five upgrade, just dude, just raging boner for Gaston, <laughs> just right out the gate. So can we all uh, agree that that was a a bit? too much time given to that oh though? yeah no absolutely okay <laughs> absolutely like uh, all you had to say was like yeah these things are happening native 4k support targeting yeah. 60 frames per second improved right. audio visuals fast load times etc like and then do all. separate videos later that kind of detail all the improvements yeah. and additions but so, that was I a think, little much i think that sony acknowledges gaston's love for crash so that was just for him that, that was, was for just gaston. for him yeah, yeah, just for him. So very generous of Sony. Uh, you know, very very nice. Just yeah. Uh, so then after that was Returnal. They showed uh, some gameplay of Returnal and some cool story stuff, like some some cutscenes, like her walking into a house that obviously shouldn't be there because she's on some some planet that she crash landed on. So I kind of like the the mystery there. I think this game does look really fun. I just don't know. It's a seventy dollar game. I, I don't know if it's a $70 game. The combat looked more interesting fun. than I had originally thought it was going to be. It looks yeah. a little more action and third-person shooter House, action game. How Smart makes fun games. Um, they this had, is uh, the first they've done of this type of game, right? Yeah, like a full, like, full-on, like, 3D shooter, like, yeah, because they do a lot of, like, um, uh, what is it, like, the top-down, like, 2.5 perspective, so... Yeah. Um, but those are fun. Like Alien Nations, really fun. Um, there's the zombie one, which I don't remember. Of course, Resogun. Yeah, Resogun. Yes, exactly. So um, they make fun games. So we'll see how well it reviews um, and whether that kind of warrants the $70 price tag. I expect so. this will be a high 60s, low 70s average score. And certain people will be like, who cares? I love this game. And other people will. Mm. That's why that's my guess is it's going to land. I don't think it's going to. See, I think I think it's going to be maybe high eights, and and people oh. still won't buy it because it's a seventy dollars game. I don't know if it gets reviewed that well. That that'd be impressive. I'd be I'd yeah. be pretty surprised. But I, I think it's going to be fun enough where it will review very well in that aspect. Um, All right. Just maybe the story isn't as interesting as as you know. Yeah. It would have turned out, but um, that comes out April thirtieth, also this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed Knockout City, which we were introduced to in the Nintendo Direct in a very sensi- sensible way. Uh, it made total sense, that trailer, you know. Let's show a military dude and then a World of Warcraft orc and, and then some other characters. But then, like, it's a dodgeball game that doesn't have yeah. those characters. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'll be honest. I skipped um, ahead during this part of it. Because I, I watched the State of Play a few hours after it aired, and I was able to scrub through. I was like, skipping, skipping. Yeah. Which is a shame. It looked, again, like I said last time, I think if it was, like, a PlayStation Plus game or if this game was, like, 15 bucks, it's like, oh, that that could be fun for, like, a little bit. But, like, that trailer just annoyed the crap out of me. During Do we the know that it's going to cost something? I assume to be a free-to-play Fortnite style. I don't. I don't know. I don't actually okay. know. It's EA, so I'm gonna assume they're charging money. Okay. Well, um, I'll I'll look it up while you go to the next thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, next one after that was actually, as far as I know, a new game. I hadn't heard of it. It's called Sifu. So uh, it's a martial arts game stuck in a time loop. Maybe it shows this character. He's in a room and he's kind of doing his like kind of moves, like he's getting like kind of prepared for the 
for what's about to happen. And then he's like in a hallway, uh, just kind of fighting dudes, almost kind of like, um, uh, what's that movie that has like a really infamous hallway fight scene where there's like 30 dudes coming at him. I don't know if you guys watch Marshall. Oh, or- old boy. Was it old boy? Yeah, there was old boy. And also there's a, in the first season of daredevil, there's a similar hallway okay. fight scene. Yeah. Um, I, de- I definitely got those vibes too, as the guys are coming at him with like hammers and stuff. Yeah. 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 I got those same so, vibes. By the yeah. way, knockout city is 20 bucks on all platforms. Oh, there you go. That's EA for you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just looked cool. Um, it looks like maybe it's like a sort of time loop thing because as the trailer's going, the, the main character, the main protagonist looks like he's aging, but he's like yeah, in they, that same room that's the show in the beginning. They so. beat you up so bad you age like 20 years between each death or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of time, weird time stuff. Same with Returnal. You die and then you come back and you do yeah. same stuff again. So kind of like I some... thought that Sifu looked interesting. It has a cool art style yeah. to it. And I, I have no idea if the actual... To me, it's all about that fighting feel. Like, will yeah. it feel good? Will the combat feel good? And it, it looks, looks like, like it does. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it does. So we'll see. I think it looks cool. So that said, 2021, no like definitive date. Um, they showed some more of Solar Ash, which we had um, seen a little bit of during the PlayStation 5 presentation, the first one. Um, they showed some gameplay, fluid skating-like movement uh, throughout That's the fun. environments, some climbing, some kind of grappling combination of stuff. So um, it looks like 3D Hyperlight Drifter as far as the style, if anyone played Hyperlight Drifter. So. Same devs, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, that looks like it could be fun also. Um, I agree. It does look good. But, you know, I, I as far as the story, they didn't divulge too much about the story, so... We'll see if um, story-wise it's interesting. That's, I think, just twenty, yeah, 2021, so no definitive date. Um, Five Night at Freddy's, Security Breach, yeah. um, dumb-looking spooky game. I don't know. Kids love it, apparently. Yeah, my oldest son thinks it's so cool and so fun. Dad, you got to try it. And Does I'm he like, tell, has he explained why? Like, I don't know why kids specifically like this series. Like, He's yeah, convinced. Kind of Go ahead. I don't understand. Okay, yeah. My son's convinced that he can't tell me anything it'll ruin it. I just have to try it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. not gonna. So, so he's, he's a spoiler warning. He's trying to avoid spoilers. He's trying to, but I'm, yeah. yeah. Too old I don't for know. this. Yeah, I don't know. I I think, I think like, kind of that uh, bunny-looking character was kind of interesting-looking, but that was about it. I was like, oh, that kind of cool style there. So but... that, ty- that style of horror never really does it for me. Movies or game-wise, yeah. I'm just kind of... It doesn't do... Like, making a... A circus creepy or a toy room or these stuffed animals come to life or chucky like none of that stuff has ever done it for me ne- i'm neither scared nor interested like it, it doesn't go either way for me that's why if i'm gonna play something spooky i'm much more likely to play a resident evil 7 or 8 because those actually look intriguing and have interesting lore and i feel like they're gonna be fun to play i'll play those spooky games um or even the medium which we've talked about already that one intrigued me enough to to play all the way through because it was an interesting setting and interesting mm. story. I'm not really into the whole let's turn, you know, baby dolls into living demons that follow you around and try to stab you. Like, all right, I, I see what <laughs> well, you're doing. I'm just not interested. I'm not scared of it and I'm not interested. Maybe it's because Chucky was kind of like goofy back when it came out, but like I think I think you could take something. I think you could take this game because I said it looks like a dumb spooky game, like quotes. But I think if you took this game and you mixed it with like a Resident Evil or like a Dead Space, you know, something that's like legit horror and like terrifying and like is fun to play. I think that could work for sure. Um, 
I remember back in the day, I don't even remember why it was like on the TV. There's there's a movie or a series of movies where like these toys come to life and these people are at like this um this spooky hotel and like this one scene, these two couples are like make it out under the uh, on the bed and then she, like one of them looks under the bed and one of the toys has like a drill for a head and just drills right through his face <laughs> so that when she reaches over to like pick him back up because she's not understanding why he's not coming back up, there's just the hole right through his face. I was like seven maybe when I when I saw this. Song. I was yeah. like, what's yeah? So for like that stuck with me forever, like all these yeah. years. So if if it was like a game like that, I think that would be terrifying. But yeah. Otherwise, no, looks dumb. So agreed. Um, speaking of dumb, for the love of God, stop showing us Oddworld Soulstorm. Just <gasps> stop. I'm I not disagree saying it, so hard. This game no, I'm not so saying good. it looks bad. I know Oddworld is popular. I'm not saying it looks bad. It's just like they've shown this game like how many times? Yeah, we didn't get anything new. I'm with no. you there. Like it's like we get what the game is. Like we we get it. So like it doesn't need to be shown seven, eight times at all of these presentations. Like I I don't. That's I fair. Don't know. Listen, that's um, fair, but they had an amazing piece of news. Not only is it coming out soon, but it's going to be on PS Plus, which I'm yes. pumped about. Yeah. Well, that's fine at this point, uh, kind of yeah. saying that. But I, I think they've, again, they've shown it those other times. If they kind of skipped a couple of times, then yeah, I've been like, fair. oh, cool. You know. Um, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you had said the date, April 6th. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll be on, it'll be on PS Plus for the month of April. So. Yes. Um, and then Kenna bridges a spirit or bridge of spirits. Um, so yeah. we mentioned that a little bit. It looks very cool. Pixar vibes. Tim already agreed. Pixar level visuals. <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's August twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one. I like so how my actual- my whining has got given me the the mantle of approver of Pixar comparisons. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, Jeff <laughs> is very adamant on telling me I'm wrong when I say it's Pixar level. Uh, visuals. So. Okay, got it's like, it. Have that you seen a modern it. Pixar movie? It's like, yes, I have. So, this looks up. like it. This is right. <laughs> Actually, this one looks like. Um, and this is a compliment to it as well. Some of the recent DreamWorks stuff, like I think it was called Abominable, about the mm. the Yeti or whatever. Like it's really, awesome. really pretty uh, animation. Mm. Oh, and there's another one that Netflix put out called To the Moon or From the Moon or something like that. Anyway, yeah. it reminds me of those in terms of its style, and it looks really yeah. great. Looks yeah, really yeah. great. Yeah, it does. I, I, I think hopefully that will be fun. Um, they showed Deathloop again. I feel yeah. like we're in a Deathloop seeing this game multiple times. Okay, you can say the same thing about this as you did about Oddworld. It's like, we okay, we've seen <laughs> yeah. a lot of this. Yeah, and it does actually look fun. But like again, you don't need to show it this many times. We get it. Um, and they still didn't give a date for that, did they? I didn't jot down a date, but I swear they previously did say... I'm I'm thinking August. I have August in my head, but I could be thinking that because of Canada. I think they just said 2021. Okay. Because it was supposed they gave... to be at the end of last year, and they pushed it back, right? Right. I just I could have sworn they gave us a, uh, an actual date the last time they showed it, but I could be wrong, and I didn't jot down a date. So Google I... is saying it's May 21st. Okay. Well, we'll just say May 21st then for now until until otherwise. There you go. Um, and then last but not least, the savior of this state of play, Tim. Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. This is the upgrade to PS5, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but also includes uh, Yuffie DLC. Yep. Which, and another character who I've never heard of before. Oh, well, so he's a new character. Okay. Uh, Sono- Sonon, I believe yeah. it was pronounced. S-O-N-O-N. Um, so a lot of people are angry because, uh, as far as I'm 
as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed, the DLC only PS5. So people are annoyed that it's not on PS4, which I get, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just because they're trying to be like, well, this is the PS5 upgrade, so we just kind of want it to be with that upgrade. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning. So I don't know. I feel like they give a little and they take a little, and I feel like in this case, I can see why people are upset, but also it's... It's like, hey, we're giving it to you for free for PS Plus for a month. Well, the DLC I don't think is free. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, We're going to give you the full original game for free for a month, mm-hmm. but also you only get the DLC if you decide to do the upgrade to the next-gen console. So it's kind of, again, it's like that give and take. They're not just 100% magnanimous and giving everything to you. It's it's a little give and take. And I get, I get the desire to have it. And who knows? Maybe there's some things that they developed that they knew would have trouble working on the PS4. Yeah. So we don't know if there's going to be something additional. Well, that's almost like I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, I maybe I'm giving Square too much credit, but maybe there's something in this DLC that's only like feasible on the PS5, like something going on in there. So, well, I think it's also they're upgrading the core systems, or at least like the the power of the game, the, the original game. And yeah. then as they made this, is it Yuffie or yeah, I guess it's Yuffie. As they Yuffie. make this, I think Yuffie. some people say Yuffie, but I, it's that's... Yuffie sounds better than Yuffie. So Yuffie sounds really stupid. So it does. Yeah. So the I guess their option was we make two versions of the new Yuffie content, or we just make the new stuff since we're already upgrading right. everything else. Exactly. So. Um, but Listen, the, I understand why it's frustrating. I get it. I just, to me, it doesn't bother me that much. Even if I didn't have a PS5 yet, but I knew I was going to eventually get one, I'd be like, yeah, I'll play this when I get a PS5. Like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, but yeah, it, you know, opti- uh, they're adding uh, the visual optimizations, graphics mode, and performance mode. Um, they're adding a photo mode. So Derek, maybe you'll actually like it more now because you can <laughs> get some up- upskirts of Tifa or Jesse. Well, Jesse doesn't have a skirt, but you know. I know you're into Jesse because she's just all over your nads, and you're into that. So. <laughs> you're just I, into really just women that are just putting it out there. You're not earning anything. They're just giving it to you. So I really, I'm not <laughs> one of those idiots that's like, I like a challenge. I don't like a challenge. <laughs> Derek's like, I don't like a challenge. I like no. things to be handed yeah. to me. Yeah, easy mode. Just easy mode, you know? Which is funny because uh, that's not how you play your games. That's no, yeah. Um, but yeah, photo mode. Um, they're adding normal classic difficulty. So in the uh, in in seven remake, they added um, uh, classic difficulty. Essentially, it's just it's an easy it's on easy difficulty, but it's almost like the turn based mode for that game, yeah. as opposed to the action RPG style. Um, so they're adding that, but a normal difficulty of the classic mode. Uh, faster load times, and then like I said, the uh, Yuffie DLC. It takes place after Cloud falls during the Mako Reactor Five mm-hmm. section. So when um, him and uh, Barrett and Tifa are at uh, Mako Reactor 5. Yeah, some so of the trailers sense. showed some stuff that we haven't seen yet. That's like right. after yeah. the events of the first game, which is cool. So this yeah, really shows, is continuing uh, the story. Yeah, it shows Barrett and Tifa talking to, uh, is it Biggs, I believe? Yeah. Um, yeah, Biggs. And uh, and Biggs is like, yo, you know, like, where's Cloud? And they're like, oh, I mean, he, he fell. And they're like, Biggs, a.k.a. What? Charlie Sheen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and and Yuffie's kind of going around behind the scenes. So obviously, like she's a ninja, so she's sneaky. So we didn't see her in the original game, but now we're playing as her. Um, and she's with this new guy, uh, Sonon, who's also part of the Ninja Wutai clan. Um, and Yuffie's just all about materia. She loves stealing materia, getting materia. That's her thing. Um, and uh, yeah, what? Oh, and then there, there's definitely. So I didn't fully finished dirge of cerberus but that's definitely one of the low points of the final fantasy 7 compilation 
which is all that seven stuff they re-released. That was a PS2 game where it starred Vincent. Um, and I did not finish that game, but there was a lot of weird stuff in that game that wasn't quite the vibes of the original seven. So a lot of people don't like that game too much. But it seems like some of that is kind of seeping into this, so I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be fine. We'll see. I think it'll be fine. It would be cool if they introduced Vincent though out of nowhere. That'd be cool. It's um, not gonna happen. He's in that. He's in that uh, coffin, Tim. It's not. We're not ready for Vincent. I'm ready for him. Well, let, I mean, let him change everything. Who cares? <laughs> let him change it all up. Um, so I, I I'm with you though. I do think that this final piece did kind of give a, an overall positive vibe to the state of play, even though most of the announcements, just like with a Nintendo one, I was like, eh, pass, pass. You know, I said pass on probably two or three out of every four. I was saying pass. Um, but yeah, this last one was really cool, I thought. Now, walk me through this. Um, so Derek and I do game sharing, and we're about mm-hmm. to start game sharing again now that I've got a PS5. We'll start sharing games on there again. So we've got access to Final Fantasy VII, We'll get the upgrade to the PS5 version for free, right? Yes. On that version. Will we get the Yuffie content as well? Well, you, you're definitely going to have to pay for the DLC. They just... I okay, so DLC is extra. Yeah. And if you don't own the game now, but you get it with PS Plus, that is not the upgraded version, right? Right. Which uh, which is the other thing everyone's pissy about, but it's like, I get it, you know? Because then you're just like... You're just cutting through all the the lines, so to speak, and just getting everything for free, you know. So, they 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 want to recoup some of that money, I guess. That's just Square Enix's thing. So, so if you get well, the, it's not just that. Like this is a Sony thing too. Like they want people to buy PS5s, and I know yeah, anybody I who's know. listening is going, "Oh, it's their fault. We can't buy them." <laughs> Dude, they're not thinking about just now. They're trying to give you right. more reasons to own a PS5. They Long don't term. want you to stick with your PS4. So. I know you guys were kind of like, gamers are upset, I kind of understand. I still think this is gamer entitlement. When you get an announcement that you're getting a $60 game, yes, it goes on sale for $30, it's $30 right now, but a $60 game, a AAA experience, and you're getting it as part of your PS Plus service that they don't have to give you, they they don't need to give you that game. There's plenty of other cheaper bullcrap games that they could have put on there. They give it to you, and then you see come games out with gold for reference. Complain about <laughs> DLC, about PS5 upgrades, all that stuff, and it's like, I'm sorry, did you just want them to to ship a PS5 to you for free? Give you Final Fantasy for free? Do you want them to give you God of War Ragnarok for free? Is that like when does it end? Like, get over your entitlement. They're still trying to sell you a service. Yeah. They're still trying to sell you a system. Let them do it their way. They're not ripping anybody off. They I, gave I you was... a sixty dollar game for free. Yeah, I was implying that I get it to an extent, but then, like I said, then I kind of was like, well, but maybe from the ground up, there's something going on with the DLC that's yeah. only PS5. So, like, at least, like, thinking about it, whereas, like, it's always the initial angry reaction of just, like, why can I have everything? It's like, well, because, you know, stop being entitled, like you said. So, you know, yeah. so, I'm with you. Yeah. Even if there isn't a good technical reason for it, it's fine that they decided to do it this way. It just is. In the same reason that. For all the things I get annoyed at Nintendo about, I'm not that annoyed that they're charging 60 bucks for a Zelda game because those games are incredibly deep. They're very high quality, even if they're if it's one that you don't like as much, like Skyward Sword. Still very high quality game with tons to do, tons of content. 
I can't pretend like it's not worth 60 bucks to get an HD version of that on the go. And they can get people to pay it. It's the best-selling thing on Amazon right now when it comes to Switch software. Why so. I, I don't even in our group, I've seen people taking shots at Nintendo Tax. You can't have Nintendo Tax unless you've earned it. Nintendo they has earned their earned right it. to charge what they want to charge for their games. If yep. people are buying it, you don't get mad at Nintendo. You get mad at the people, but don't get mad at the people because they're just buying something they like. Like. Get over it. You don't want to pay $60 and go ahead and wait until you never see that game on sale because guess what? <laughs> Nintendo doesn't have to put it on sale. And they not, don't. Not only that, that's, a, that's yeah. a, such a good point. Not only that, it's it's the, I think consumers typically respond to retailers with this is worth it or this is not worth it. And that's when they have to adjust their prices or put things on sale. Problem Nintendo is, doesn't put things on sale because their games sell so many copies. I mean, look at the overall sales chart. Switch games still, even though it's like, it feels like it's a generation and a half behind tech-wise, Switch games are outselling pretty much everything outside of Minecraft, Call of Duty, and Madden. For the most part, it's it's outselling almost everything else by two to three times the margin it's crazy and so you're right they've earned the right in my opinion as annoying as it can be to put down 20 30 extra bucks more than i'd like to it's still worth it to them to keep that price knowing i might lose those three sales but i'm going to get these seven at the price that i want so Mm. it's worth it and they're making look i don't i already commented on their graphics with this game that the coloring looked pretty bland and i have a feeling in person it's not going to be much better but they did make some significant changes that they can charge 60 bucks because yeah. they, it's not like they just went, okay, let's just re-release the game as it was. Then, well, yeah. it's, a, it's a Wii game, right? Not Wii U. So, Correct. I mean, so what was maximum 7, 720p? Like, oh, <laughs> uh, I think that was like 480p. Yeah. It so was, like, I mean, it was go ugly, gross. Pop there that was into no high a, def and Wii. Pop that into it a Wii now, and then compare yeah. that to when this comes out, and tell me they don't. Nobody's look- gonna do that. It's it's <laughs> just it's not that hard to go online without doing any research or critical thinking. Well, I can rant about that for another five days. No critical thinking and go Nintendo tax. It's Nintendo tax because they have the right, and B, they are still putting in the work. We've got to stop. Like. Stop comparing stop. a re-release stop. of Z- yeah. a Zelda game to like Assassin's Creed. Ubisoft does their business different. Like they already go into it with the mentality of, hey, we'll charge sixty dollars for like a week, and then we're gonna drop it to forty. And they look at it as like, hey, early, almost like early access tax. Like if you want it early, right when it releases, you're gonna pay more. But if you're willing to wait, then we'll make it worth your while to wait as well. And so there's, listen, there's different approaches. I actually, I'm with you, Derek. I get annoyed at the whole Nintendo tax comment. And I know a lot of it's tongue in cheek. People are just having fun. I don't care if that, cause I like to troll as well. It's, it can be fun, but if they legitimately think it's just Nintendo charging more cause they want to, I think it's, this is going to sound like now I went from mad at Nintendo to now a t- Nintendo <laughs> apologist, but I honestly think it's Nintendo value. Like, they rarely don't deliver on these first-party games. They're Mario's, they're Zelda's, these games that they, and Mario Kart, they can repackage it, add a few things to it, and re-release it with some slight visual upgrades, and it's still such an amazing game. Now I don't have to track down a Wii U to go play Mario 3D World and Mario Kart 8. They, they put these out on the Switch on a system that most people now have, and it still has a ton of value in that game. You can make an argument that because it released years ago, it's not worth it. Fair enough. That's fine. That's your prerogative if you have that opinion. But I have the opinion that now I don't have to go buy some outdated 
underpowered console to experience this. Now I can play it really conveniently on my Switch instead. So I think of it as the value that they bring. Sometimes I don't feel that way. Sometimes their stuff is 60 bucks, and I don't think it's worth 60 bucks. Guess what I do? I don't buy it. That's just the way it is. I, if, I, if I don't think it's worth it, I won't buy it. I think um, um I think we should call this episode Tim is no longer mad at Nintendo slash <laughs> Tim is apologizing for Nintendo. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Yeah. Well, well I like guess. I think Pikmin's a good example. I think Pikmin's a real Pikmin 3 is a really good game. I bought it day 1 on Wii U. I beat it. I really like it. I want to own it eventually on the Switch. I will not pay $60 for it. It's yeah. not worth it to me. It's not a $60 game to me. But I'm not going to go make a post saying Nintendo tax. Like, I'm angry at Nintendo. No. Nintendo charged 60 bucks. They're going to get $60 from a few people. And then that game actually will have a price drop. I know the ones that will drop in price. And then I know the ones that a deep Nintendo sell is $49.99. Yeah, they they might take 15% off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Uh, so overall, did you guys think this was a good state of play from Sony? I mean, my my take on it was that it was it was decent. It was better than past state of plays. Um, I think. Um, so I thought it was I, fine. I think I think similar to the Nintendo Direct, because there was less things because this was shorter. Nintendo Direct uh, was 50 minutes as opposed right. to this being what 30 minutes. Um, obviously, for me, because I love Final Fantasy, the Integrate uh, um, redeemed it. It but did. still, still overall similar. Where some things were interesting, the other things is like, all right, I, like I said, like I don't need to hear about Odd World again. I don't need to hear about Deathloop again. Like that was pointless. Yeah. So I put yeah. it right on the same. As far as if I had to grade it, I'd give this and Nintendo Direct the same exact grade. It was like they didn't really give me the franchises and games that I know they're working on that I really want to hear more about. They didn't really give me that, but. They had some cool things, and it's cool to see that they are working on yeah. other stuff. Even if it's not for me, they're still working on stuff. So I give them both the same grade. Nintendo, my expectations were way higher. State of Play, my mm-hmm. expectations were lower. Yeah. If that makes like, I, sense. I think I'd give this like maybe like a C-, and Nintendo's was like a D. But like the Final they're Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy seven was like A-plus for me. So. Yeah. yeah Derek, <laughs> Speaking of Final you, Fantasy. Did you watch any of these trailers, by the way? Oh, Derek. Yeah. Uh, watch... A little bit of Final Fantasy and Kenya. Okay. Yeah. Kenya, I just wanted to see in 4K. Yeah, yeah. Those two are those two for me out of this show are the ones I'm most excited about. I want to do yeah. the integrate DLC stuff and upgrades to PS5, and can't wait for Bridge of Spirits. I thought both uh, both shows were terrible. Um, I didn't have any hype for either one of them. Uh, as I've said, I rarely watch them. In fact, I missed both of them. And then I just went on YouTube and went through the trailers to see which ones I was interested in. And I found that I wasn't interested in many. I don't even think I got through all of the Zelda one. And that one I was actually interested in. The only trailer I went through all the way was Kenya. Everything else I like cut it off at some point. Because like, it's like, like a movie. It looks like it looks like that new Disney Raya and the Last Dragon movie. Like It looks really good. It does. Um, Kenya's yeah. a country, by the way. Just so it's you know. a Kina. It's it's either Kina or Kenna. But I think whatever. it's I think they pronounced it Kina, but Kenna yeah. sounds better to me. But I think it's Kina. Yeah, it's probably so. Kina. Yeah. Because yeah, guys, I, I every new IP from every developer now must have either a girl main character or the ability to select between the two. I was looking at this recently. I was looking at new IP, not returning IP, but new IP that's been released in the last five seven years. 
it's pretty unless I miss missing a whole bunch. Pretty overwhelmingly either female led if it's you know you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Here's a new character, or you can pick between you know what gender you want your character to be. Um, unless it's an existing IP, they might keep bringing back you know returning like Mario. Of course, is still Mario, but for the most part, most new IP it's all female. I mean, so Derek, it's a woman's world now. Okay, so just deal. It's with always it. been a woman's world. Now I'm just <laughs> waiting for tra- transgender. That's all I care about. Uh. I mean, I'm all for I'm all for people having choice. I think that's fine as long as like that's the the artistic, creative like it's coming from that perspective as opposed to just trying to check off a box and make people happy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm I'm okay with it if they tell a good story. If they tell a good story and it's a fun game to play, or in the case of a movie or show, if it's a fun thing to watch, doesn't really bother me. It is just an observation that I made recently. Like, oh, just most new IPs, everything from whether it's something like Control. Uh, or medium, th- you know, new IP like that where you don't select your gender for your character, mm. or it's a game like uh, Outer Worlds where you do you pick what your gender is and what you look like and all that stuff. That's those I are the. I feel like if it's a game where you're creating the character, it should be a choice. I'm not saying this ruins the experience, but for me personally, I feel like the Assassin's Creed games are just checking a box. And I feel like they would benefit more, especially Valhalla, if they were like, no, you're playing as a female character. Or, yeah. no, you're playing Same as a Odyssey. Female. I feel like Odyssey, you should have just been the sister. She's the lead of that game. And then maybe Valhalla, Eivor is a male. Or whatever. Like, like They should just pick a lane because that character is more interesting that way. But whatever. But you see, you guys played as male Eivor, right? I actually liked uh, I, I picked female Eivor. I actually liked her a lot. I watched videos I of male Eivor. Eivor. Yeah, I, I picked male cool. for one reason only, and it was the voice actor who's in The Last Kingdom. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's so good, and I think he does a great job in the game, too. I regret picking the male, uh, picking Alexios in Odyssey because I didn't like that voice actor. After mm. a very short amount of time, I was like, man, he's annoying. I should have picked the female. She mm. looked cooler, and her voice actress was much better, but whatever. Um, all right, we need to wrap some things up, but I do want to hear, Derek, give us your thoughts on Outriders. This is some stuff that we're playing now, and you had mentioned you put a lot of time into Outriders. Um, tell me a little bit about that game and, and the good and the bad. Okay, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so, it, but it, like I said earlier in the show, even with all the bad, it hasn't changed my hype level. It actually increased it because... I didn't do a lot of research on it. The only reason why I really knew about this game was uh, Rob Rinaldi kept talking about it, and it was kind of a Rob game. And Rob and I have very similar tastes when it comes to like our our shooters and stuff that we like. And we well, love. Tell me what it is first, because I'm blanking out on even what this game is. Is this an so online only game? What is this? It's a third person um, shooter. Uh, yeah. It's a looter shooter. So ah. it is co-op, but you can play it completely single player. It's a little different from like Destiny and all that stuff because what they've done is they've created a basically a 25-hour campaign, and then they do have in-game stuff, but it's not created in a way where they want you to play forever like Destiny. Like Destiny never wants you to stop playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in-game has an end. So they have the story they want to tell, then they have like an end game that ends. And you can get anywhere from 50 to 60 hours probably out of this game, maybe more. Um, So what I experienced is in the demo you get to play as long as you want. It never ends. 
Um, but you can only go up to, I think, level 7, and you only can go as far as the first, like, chapter. Um, which is kind of significant, um, significant content, because it was, like, four or five story missions, four or five side missions, and then you have, like, a boss, boss, boss battle at the end of the demo for that first chapter or whatever. Um... So I'll tell you a little bit about the gameplay. So there is some differences. When I went into this, I actually thought it was going to be like a Gears of War type game with hmm. loot is what I really thought it was because it is cover-based. It is made by the the team that made Gears of War Judgment. Hmm. Um, so that's what one of the big reasons why I was like, okay, you have cover. It's going to play like it. It doesn't. And the game tells you you don't play this game in cover. Like you can but you're probably going to die because you take damage a lot and they throw a lot of enemies at you and they throw them at you very, very aggressively. Hmm. So they want you to move around and the only way to heal in the game, there's only one class that actually, there's four classes by the way, but there's only one class that actually has a special ability to heal. The other three classes depend, they can only heal by killing people or causing damage to the enemies. So if you're just hiding and they're hitting you and you're not actively being aggressive, you will die. And that's when I died. I died a lot in the beginning because I was like, mm. I'm taking cover, but they're coming from every angle and I'm dying. And I have yeah. no way of healing myself. So but kind once of doing I like a slower paced strategic approach, maybe not know, working so well in this game. This is like almost like a third person doom as far as if you want to survive, you have to move. Dude, Plus, that was something that clicked with me in Doom because I was having trouble with that game early on. And once I kind of... I forget who it was that said it. It might have been you, Derek, but basically it's if you stop moving, you're going to die. So yeah. I just started like, all right, I'm going to keep moving. And then all of a sudden that game clicked and I had a blast with it. I wonder if that's the same here where even though it's cover-based, they don't really want you to stop and take cover. Yeah, why you even... Can, like, why yeah, even why have cover once in yeah. a while? And, and that is why you can cover. There is some strategy to that. But for the most part, when you're going after the enemies, they want you to be aggressive. And you have, like, right now I unlocked three abilities. You can unlock, I think, a total of eight per class. Um, but anyways, I unlocked three. I played, by the way, three classes of the four. Um, but each class has, like, an LB, RB, and then LB, RB together special ability. Um, they really rely heavily on the special abilities. Like, you will die even if you're just running out there if you're all you're doing is using your gun. So this is full-fledged RPG. Like, they want you to upgrade your character, upgrade your armor, your guns, and all that, but you also have to be upgrading your special abilities, and you have to be using them. Because those special abilities obviously do great damage to the AI or the enemies, but they also give you health and another thing i thought was kind of cool and that makes me wonder if there's going to be more and more layers um there are certain mini bosses and of course the main bosses do this as well they have special abilities like you and they'll kind of like in a way alert you that they're doing it and one of your special abilities that each class has has like basically a blocker to their special abilities. So when you see them going into their special abilities, if you can get off your, I forgot what, what it's called, but if you can get off your special ability that blocks them, it will interrupt what they're doing 
And that's key because it's not just interrupting a powerful attack. For instance, one of the captains I fought, I was like, dude, he's not dying. Because every time he would go into the special, he was actually healing, like full healing himself. So not only was he attacking me, but he was full healing himself. So I would drain him as far as I could with my gun, but I had already used my special ability. So when he would go into his, I couldn't block him. So there is some strategy there. So even though it's fast paced, you got to pay attention to what these bosses are doing. The other grunts, not as much. It's just more, hey, there's so many of them. Just run, use special abilities, shoot, take cover to breathe a little bit, then get out. You got to move. Um, but I found it to be, gameplay-wise, extremely addicting and fun. I thought the guns felt good, uh, except for the pistols. Those are the only things that felt like, like not like pointless. You don't feel them. But everything else felt fine. The cover system's broken, meaning like, yeah, you can do basic cover, but it's hard to move around. Like, they've got it set up like the division where you're in cover. Let's say I want to move to the front left. Mm-hmm. You can aim your your reticle on the left, and it'll give you a prompt to hold down A. You hold down A, and it'll automatically run to it. That works fine. The problem was it ran into, and it wasn't just me. There was another video of a guy doing a review of it I watched that he confirmed it's not just me. Sometimes you hit A to take cover, your guy just stands there. And, sure. again, in this game... That's a big issue because I would lose, like, half my health. Um, so sometimes it's not responsive. The other thing, it's a kind of a pain in the butt, like, to move around corners. You can do it. It doesn't seem like you can do it at first, but you can. And the way you do it is you don't just hold it over and then it automatically moves around the corner. you got to, like, move the camera around so you can get the A to hold down the A. Uh, and then Yeah, no, that's... Nah, that's dumb. Really stupid. <laughs> now, is this mostly, you said moving around corners, is this mostly in smaller enclosed spaces inside yeah, buildings? Yeah, like corridors, yeah. Okay. Right. In the yeah, open it, areas, it's more flat, like, base. There's not a lot of going around corners, but there are some that, that do it. Okay. That needs it to just let you world. take the corner. Like, huh? that's that's really stupid. It needs to just let you take the corner. Like, Agreed. you know, like, that. that doesn't make any sense. It's broken, trust me. You'll see it when, if you play it. It's broken as far as taking cover, and then sometimes I'll hit to take cover. It goes into cover, and then it'll have me automatically run to the left. I'm like, I'm, I didn't, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> it, it, it go, it like it's janky and freaks out on you. Yeah. Um, graphically, it's okay, even with my RTX 39 on the Xbox Series X, PS5. It is running at 60 frames per second. It does look native 4K, but you can tell graphically the settings are maybe medium to low. Even on Ultra, on the RTX 3090, it looks decent, but it's just not a looker. Like, you don't buy this game to, like, show it off to your friends, like, check out next gen. It's just got too much going on, and trying to hit 60 frames per second, I kind of expected it to be lower level, and that's kind of what you get. My big... So the good would be gameplay, loot so far is very addicting, Special abilities, all that's top-notch. The bad would be voice acting slash um, dialogue. Plot could be interesting, but because the voice acting and dialogue so cheesy, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably going to end up being trash. And then um, the broken controls in some areas, that's an issue. 
And then other than that, I think that's the the main bad. Like, mm. I, I do like the AI. I, I was actually, as I was playing, I was thinking, I bet you these guys couldn't figure out how to do AI good. And they're like, let's just create a system where we encourage you to be aggressive. That's why they advertise it every five seconds. Mm. So they're like, we'll just throw swarms of enemies at you that right. don't think. They just come <laughs> at you. And then we're going to be like, the way you play it is be aggressive because we can't write AI to be smart. So I wonder if that's it. I did see on the video that I was watching with the guy who was like going through it on detail. I did share it in the group, but I don't think many people cared. But um, he... Uh, I know the feeling when I shared about Valheim. I get that feeling. <laughs> but Just you yeah, It's a long video, too. But, yeah. um, but he did get on, on like, he went back and played a, a, the same level, but at a higher world tier. I didn't touch on this. So as you play through the main campaign, your world tier goes up. So you start at world tier one. As you level up, as you move and progress through the story, the world tier will go to two, three, and so on. Well, all that means is basically everything gets harder, but you drop they drop better loot. So okay. anyways, he had played, I believe, a level at world tier four, went back to it at world tier five, which I think is the highest in the demo, which is what I just unlocked. Um, world tier five and he noticed that the captain the mini boss so not a main boss had different special abilities he's like when i fought him previously he had this ability now i'm fighting him at a higher world tier and he has different completely different abilities the reason i bring that up i think that's kind of cool because even though they are trying to tell you a story and they have this in-game you know set up there is going to be some replayability as far as you're going to want to do certain levels over and over again just to level up your character to get better gear. But this could potentially be cool because you might not be facing the same enemy. Like, yes, right. he's the same, but he's got different characteristics. Different strategies. Different abilities, different strategies. I'm just, this is just him um, putting it out there. He's not saying that's what they're doing. It just could have been a glitch. Or this could be done purposely. I think that's pretty cool because it gives you yeah. a new feeling when you're playing like a different or the same thing over and over. So is this one, Derek, that you plan on buying in May and which platform will you play it on? Okay, so I already bought it on PC because I had a $50 gift card from when I bought my uh, LG CX TV. They gave me a $50 gift card. So mm -hmm. I used it to buy a Steam code. I bought Outrider, so I paid 10 bucks for it out of my pocket. And the demo's on Steam right now too? Demo's on Steam... PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. It's definitely worth downloading if you're into looter shooters. If you're not into looter shooters, this isn't going to sell you on it. And if you really, really like Destiny, De I'll tell you right now, Destiny does story, characters, animations, presentation. Shooting, all weapons. Triple <laughs> A. Yeah. Um, this is not AAA. I, I feel like this is a double A game. Yes, I get that they're charging you a triple A fee of sixty dollars, but I really do think you're gonna get sixty dollars if you're into the game, you're gonna get sixty dollars worth of content. Yeah. I think it's really what they do really good, they do really good. What they don't do really good, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh twenty twenty one's Godfall. Got it. <laughs> And sevens, baby. Yep. But as I swimming said, in reported, I don't think this game's going to be swimming in sevens. I think it's going to be sinking in sixes. Oh, that's good. It's I like good. that. 
I like seeking and failing at fives, failing in fives, <laughs> floundering with fours. There's a whole bunch we could do here. Um, all right. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I, I will actually try the demo. You've got me interested enough to at least give it a shot. And there is a demo out. So why not? Remember, you know? it's all co-op. So if you want to play with your friends or strangers, you can jump in at any time. I did test the co-op. It worked fine. I pissed off guys and they kicked me out. I didn't know what they were doing. I kept running to the mission. They weren't trying to go to that area and they just booted me. Okay. Sure. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of doing some co-op stuff, Dan and I got a chance to play some Valheim finally last night. Valheim, we talked about it earlier, uh, and we'll close with this because I know we're running over an hour and a half here. Um, but um, Valheim is just a crazy success in less than a month. It's already sold so many copies and tons of people are playing it. YouTube is just running crazy with all kinds of tutorials and tips and tricks. And there's some really cool stuff on there, like how to build this or how to fight this thing or how to find whatever. Um, but in general, this is a procedurally generated third person open world survival game. But it also acts, in my opinion, pretty strongly as an action RPG as well. You've got tons of things to upgrade, skills to you upgrade just by doing them, you know, a la something like Fable or Skyrim, where the more you do that thing, the more that skill increases. So if you want to be a good swimmer, get in the water a lot. If you want to be a good runner, hold the run button every everywhere you go. So those skills will go up as you use them. You want to be really good with a hammer, use it a lot. So it's that kind of a system. Um, you upgrade all of your gear. Um, you can craft new gear as you unlock stuff. What's cool is at the beginning in, of Valheim, it kind of gives you a little bit of a setting. Basically, Odin's trying to start over because everything's kind of gone in the crapper. And so he needs to yep. start over and he needs you to help start over. So you are someone who has already experienced a life of some kind, and whatever character you create and the the bird that kind of gives you your tutorials throughout the game that kind of arrives and and talks to you they let you know like hey you're going to forget how to create basic stuff but once you get them you know once you discover the materials all of a sudden you'll remember how to make yeah. that thing again so that's that's how they introduced the idea of oh once you once you pick up once you chop down this tree and get that new type of wood Boom! Now you can create, yeah. you know, ten new things. And you so don't it's, have it's, to find recipes, you know. No recipes to find, and it's also quite easy. They, what, what I struggle with with survival games usually is you arrive in a place, you might be kind of interested. Cool, I want to build a thing real quick. You're not going to do anything real quick in most mm. survival games. You're going to barely survive that first night. Maybe you'll survive a couple days, and then you'll die and be like, "Crap, where'd all my stuff go?" They're very punishing, and that usually turns me off pretty quickly to stuff like arc and rust and things like that i get why people like them i get that appeal i've just never been very good at them or wanting to put the time in this game in my opinion very quickly starts to reward you and also they're not it doesn't punish you so if you die you can run back to where your body is and pick up all your stuff and even if you die again on your way back to get your stuff that stuff is still there you might even have two or three gravestones along the way all you have to yeah. do is mark the map with where your gravestones are and you can go pick that stuff up so it's very forgiving uh in that sense and um anyway so i want to get dan's thoughts on this too but in general this game has been uh it really got its hooks in me quite a bit like just as much as I'm trying to think of recent game like valhalla got its hooks in me and i couldn't stop playing this mm. this game has that same uh vibe for me um and there's been other games like that you know, in recent memory that I've, that I've, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was that way. I couldn't stop playing it. It's all I wanted to play. So Valheim is that game for me right now. It also helps that there's no other major AAA games out at the moment that I must play. Mm. I feel like we're still a few months away until I get a game like that again. So, so this is the perfect, perfect timing for me as well. 
Um, the visuals at first, I'll be honest, when I loaded it up, I was like, oh, is it supposed to look this kind of muddy and weirdly pixelated when you're up close? Like, okay, all right. I get it was only like a gig download, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But this is going to sound really weird. And I think even Derek, who appreciates good visuals better than just about anybody, there are certain moments, if you've got all your settings on high, where all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that's a cool view. Like, I don't know how they did that. Like, mm. the characters and the animals and the grass, it's all kind of pixelated. But then all of a sudden you'll come over a ridge and their lighting effects and water effects and all that stuff fog is actually effects. fog effects. And they also have a really cool uh, out-of-focus effect when you're looking at something close by everything in the distance kind of goes into an out of focus look. And then when you look up, that stuff goes back into focus. So they've done some cool things mm. with the visuals. It's not going to win best looking game, but it certainly mm -hmm. has a style that I didn't appreciate at first, but the more I played it, the more I was like, I see what they're doing. I also appreciate that they built something that can run on most systems. Yeah. Um, but it's not Minecraft. So it's not like super no. blocky. It's not like that. No. It, it definitely isn't like that. It just we has were saying, we were saying yeah. yesterday, like, the character models kind of remind us of, like, World of Warcraft, right? Like, sort of that yeah. style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the game itself is almost like it's a combination of, like, the style of what Minecraft is combined with Elder Scrolls. Because then, like you explained, when you're using something, you're that's how you're leveling it up, which is super addictive. Because if you're super into one specific thing, you just keep doing it, and then you're getting rewarded by it leveling up. So. Yep. Totally. Um, so that's the combat's super fun. surprisingly fun too. Like you start yeah. out with just like a basic club. All you need is two pieces of wood to build your first club, and you can do damage to some of the smaller creatures in the area. Um, you can sneak up on deer, as Dan was telling me. That's what he did to get started yeah. sneaking up on because you don't have a bow and arrow right away. Um, but the combat at first is like, all right, I hit a button to swing. I get it. But now that I've unlocked more stuff, I've got a sword and a shield now. They actually have a full-on parry system. Um, the way stamina system works is the better you get with a certain weapon, the more you can swing it without depleting your stamina too much. Yeah. So again, that's where the RPG elements come in for me. It's got a good action RPG vibe to it that I'm really, really digging. What's, um, what's super fun about this game, it's like it, it kind of hark, harkens back to the days when we were kids and like the internet didn't exist. So you'd go to school and you'd talk to your buddy about the that same game you're playing and you're like yeah. oh i did this thing and you're like what how did you even and then like you're explaining it to each other like it's it's like that but we have the internet so there's all these videos on youtube that's um, kind of how i felt last night dan when we were playing we got online yeah. and we were talking about different things the game can do that we weren't aware of and yeah it was like fun stag hammer yeah yeah neither yeah, yeah. one of us had built this thing and it turns out at a certain point you unlock this really awesome giant hammer that you can use that pounds the ground and just sends out this huge shock wave to hit all enemies nearby yep. so we of course both got one of those hammers oh, and yeah. went through a whole dungeon just smashing skeletons with our hammers just, just demolishing yeah that was fun demolishing them you know we, we fought a boss there are bosses in the game that yep. once you beat them you can get their special power and you can go activate it and that can give you some kind of huge bonus for a short amount of time um you know we ran a few dungeons upgrade this place where you live I, I feel like it's got a little bit of everything if you like the yeah. idea of living in a world and by the way what's cool about it too is you can invite folks into your world so i created one that whenever i'm playing with others there's one dan and i used yesterday i'll have a world that we can go and advance together in but also you can create as many as you want just of yep. your own and it'll procedurally generate a brand new world just for you you don't have to let anyone else into it you can keep it locked down to just you playing in it and you can advance it or not at whatever yeah. speed you want to and yeah, yeah. 
So I like that too. If you're a single player, I think this can be a very fun solo game. Uh, and we confirmed yesterday it's also fun to play with others. I thought it was fun. Yeah. So, the health system's actually kind of cool too. I, I don't you know. You also if I, think Sea of Thieves is fun. So. <laughs> yeah, this is probably more fun than Sea of Thieves. I don't know. Um, I think the health system's cool because, like, and I, I learned this through a video. Like, when you highlight the any type of food, it'll actually tell you how much HP it gives you. So it gives you HP over time. So there's like a meter at the bottom left um, that fills up with health. Like if you have low health and then you eat some stuff, then it kind of opens up sort of almost like think of it like a container. And then over time it, it fills up, but you eat different foods and it stacks up different HP regenerative, regenerative amounts. I'm not saying that correctly. Um, so like if you eat a, a piece of meat and like a mushroom and a fruit, it'll give you like six HP per second or whatever. But you can't just eat three of the meat. Or, or right. free fruit, like you have yeah, to. Yeah, you want to eat different things. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's cool because, like, it's like you're again, you're going around, you're picking up things, yep. and and you want to be observant, and again, you're kind of inspecting all of the stuff, and and yeah, if you're stacking that on top of each other properly, then it, it's it's you're not being punished when you're playing the game. It's almost like a bonus. You're like you yep. figure that out, and you're like, oh, cool, I can eat three different things, and now I have extra health because you can just run around not eat anything technically, but you're yep. gonna have like very little health and and it's going to make the game a little harder so so some of the stuff that they do have in the game but they don't explicitly tell you and this could because it's could be because it's early access and they have Mm. yet to really add in a true tutorial they've got some things but otherwise they want you to find out for yourself i again this is just me i know this isn't for everybody but i've had so much fun stumbling across entire systems that the game has that i wasn't Mm -hmm. aware of so I won't say too much more outside of there's a lot of farming you can do in the game that I wasn't aware of. that includes both livestock and planting yep, stuff yep. that I wasn't aware of until I kind of stumbled across it. Like, oh, you can do that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, or the way that ships work. I, I was frustrated with them at first, but they actually do make some sense. It's not as easy to navigate as like an Assassin's Creed game, but they mm. do work. And the, the wind is a big part of that. Uh, that totally works as well. Um, and then the way structures work. Again, I'm oh, so glad yeah. that I'm so <laughs> glad that they did this the way they did. Building structures in survival games can be so punishing to the point where it's not fun. This to me is a lot of fun because if you totally screw up or you hate the way it looks, you can tear down any whole section or an entire building as much as you want to, and you'll get all the pieces back to try again. So mm-hmm. it's again very forgiving on allowing you to experiment with how you want stuff to to, to work. And I do like their structural support system. You can't just build a crazy wall that goes infinity high. Right. Like it's all about what pieces are touching the ground and how close are your high pieces to the ground. So as you upgrade your ability to build stuff, you'll be able to create um, different types of beams that now connect you to the ground quicker, and that mm-hmm. essentially allows you to build more complex, more complex and bigger structures. And eventually, you'll be able to get metal and stone pieces that help you further support that, and you can build even more advanced structure so anyway Mm -hmm. all that to say this these are not usually the kind of games that i like i usually try them or introduce them to my kids and let them go wild while i get back to my whatever game this one got me real good and then uh, being able to play with friends too has been a lot of fun so i and it's easy to do it's really easy yeah now i think at some point they'll probably add dedicated servers i mean they've got the money to do whatever they want now yeah they do (laughs) my prediction my prediction is that they'll eventually add dedicated servers what that means is that you know dan if if you and i start a world and then you decide you want to go in and upgrade stuff for a while and farm in that world right Right. now you have to wait till i get online right and and host that game that's because there's no dedicated service i think eventually they'll get there 
I think they'll add those. And I think this will eventually come to consoles because right now it's PC. Yeah. I mean, right now, what is it, a four or five person team? So obviously yeah. just the financial, just, you know, influx, just all that cash coming in suddenly, they're going to probably beef up the team a bit, start kind of trying to get things out a bit quicker. How many people are on their team? Five, it's, a five five. Person, it's a five yeah. person studio. So if they're charging $20 and they sold 4 million copies. Yeah. Now Steam obviously taxes them. I think it's sure. 30%, might be higher. Still a lot of money. <laughs> the point is, is you're looking at forty to sixty million dollars that they yeah. just got. And this is just three weeks, so this is going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I think they could. I think they'll probably just be like, "We're done supporting this game." <laughs> Dude, I've thought that too. I'm like, would you just be like, "Hey, thanks everybody. I'm going to sell this off to some bigger company, and we're done. <laughs> like, we're good." But uh, yeah, that's so impressive. Uh, good for them, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is lightning in a bottle, as Dan said. Um, it's not something that's easy to create, but listen, they, I think they basically just said, what do we like about survival games? And they took some of those pieces and they said, what do we like about open world action adventure games? They took some of those pieces and then they made it super accessible Mm -hmm. for a whole bunch of people. The problem is it's not on consoles. This game would, I think just destroy on the switch PS five and Xbox series X. I think there is controller support on the PC. It's 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 already got. Yep, the controller support is mostly there. You still, Dan, you said that there's still some pieces that you have to switch over to mouse yeah. and keyboard. Yeah, some things are just easier that I can just click on it super quick as opposed to yeah. shifting with the with the trigger buttons. Yeah, so. but I mean, especially the Switch handheld mode, activate the touchscreen where you can use your inventory that way. Like this game to me is a no-brainer on something like the Switch. But um, anyway, it's it's also just fun to see a little five-person team out of nowhere. They had no yeah. expectations. They just wanted to get some early access cash to keep going. And I think they expected to be lost in the shuffle of all the other Steam early yeah. access stuff. And nope, now they are breaking records. I think they've yeah. they've got like the third highest or something. Uh, most simultaneous players, over 500,000 was their peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is that's insane. Awesome. That's yeah. crazy. It, it's kind of like Among Us. Like Among Us technically had been out for like, what, a year or two? But then suddenly yeah. there was just the influx of popularity. So, you know, sm- that was like a three-person team, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, also, if you're curious, because it is a massive open world, it's a huge open world. I did just discover how fast travel works, and I won't say much about it other than to say you get to decide where fast travel happens. So that's kind of a cool system they implemented as well, um, that you get to set up fast travel for yourself. Um, and they don't scale levels. So if you're in a certain biome, which is like the areas uh, early in the game, that always is that level of, of enemy. Nice. So as you get stronger, they'll get incredibly weak, and you'll be able to one-shot everything. There's other areas that if you stumble upon them too early, if the environment doesn't kill you, the enemies certainly will. And, and the I'm environment can kill you. <laughs> the environment can kill you. So I kind of like that. I think Derek, you and I have talked about that before with stuff like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I think Skyrim does this too, where everything in the world scales with you. So yeah. like some little soldier might be level one with you when you first start the game but then at the end of the game when you're level 48 he's also level 48 and it's or somewhere near there you know they scale it with you and i think there's some pros and cons to that this goes back to the old school method of you can explore if you want but if you're not ready you're going to get wiped pretty quick so i prefer that for sure i kind of like it yeah Yeah. i kind of like that but all right i know we kind of went over a little bit today what we wanted to but there was a lot to talk about derek's got me (laughs) interested to play some outriders i am excited for um, the upgrades to Final Fantasy 7. So it's cool to hear Dan's take on that. And if you guys have PCs, even 
they don't have to be really high specs. I mean, Dan plays it on his I, laptop. That yeah. is me- medium I have a, level. I have a four-year-old mid-tier laptop. And, I mean, I have to, you know, turn some things down. But, like, again, it's not some crazy visual 4K masterpiece, even on high it's settings. Small, it's a small download. Like so, I said, it's like a gig and a half or something. Yeah. I think. If you're humble and you don't mind turning some visual stuff down, you know, unlike Derek. <laughs> He's not visually humble, no. Um, I'll then, play yeah. that game at 300 frames per second. <laughs> you totally would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like but yeah. Dan said, it'll just go fast forward. It'll be like, yeah, game's it's over like already. Your yeah. frames are too fast. It's over. Yeah. So. But All right, well, thank you guys for listening this week. Thanks, Dan and Derek, for recording right in the middle of the day. So I'm glad this worked out. And thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time.